Hey guys, I'm going to start answering all your marketing questions and concerns on here. I'm going to give you quick bite-sized actionable marketing strategies and tactics that will help you attract new patients immediately and grow your practice. Every Monday, a short episode will come out and each month we will be covering a topic. Topics like ground marketing, Google AdWords, internal marketing, reputation management, and more. And I will have experts, agencies, and professionals give us step-by-step instructions you can easily implement. What you're listening to will be actionable steps you can do today. No strings attached. And then you will see the results. So without further delay, let's get into our Monday morning marketing episode. Hey, Josh. So talk to us about websites. How can we utilize this or what advice or suggestions or methods can you give us that will help actually attract new patients through our website? Hey, Michael. Always great to be back for another MMM, triple M, M cubed. I don't know what you call it. (laughs) M squared times three. M M and M and M. Monday morning marketing. Uh, But no, I I wanted to kind of come at this uh, from a little bit of a different conversation that we've been having with our clients lately. I actually started as a conversation with our team. It actually kind of started post-COVID conversation with the team, some of the trends we were seeing, and then has built out with our client base. But it's really a conversation behind your website's UX design. And what that means is a user experience design. And so when you get into kind of agency and design world, especially with, with digital products, mobile products, you're going to hear people talk about the UX, like what's the UX like, or I really enjoy the UX. And what that means is you're not just putting something out there for function, you're putting something out there that's designed with the user in mind. So I thought we would talk about that for a little bit, some areas we're seeing that. And then actually kind of hit at the end, maybe some ADA compliance that just kind of seems to be at odds with that, but we can talk through it a little bit. Okay, man. Yeah, let's dive into it. So um, just me doing a little research, uh, Don Norman is the one who really kind of coined the term user experience. He's a cognitive scientist and he said user experience encompasses all aspects of the end user's interaction with the company, its services, and its products. And so when you're putting out a website, Anymore, I mean, this is the digital version of your practice. Like before people step in the door to this physical practice, they are on your website. This is how people experience you, that patient experience, that new patient experience. And so it's your UX, really designing a site with that in mind is about the feelings and emotions users experience when interacting with your website. So if you think about that right now, kind of in this post-COVID world, think about it from a, a convenience lens right? Like we all now are interacting with our healthcare providers. We're interacting with our pizza, like our Friday night pizza place (laughs) through through text, you know? I mean, I'm placing an order online and then I'm getting a text. Hey, your order has been submitted, you know, be here in 15 minutes. And then as I'm pulling it up, I get another text. Your order is ready. Come, come in and pick it, pick it up. So we're all interacting with our favorite companies like this. And so thinking about that user experience from that type of convenience, user friendliness, part of it, I think is number one. So convenience, uh, user friendliness, the journey, and really just what do you want people, like what do you want them feeling when they get off of the website? That's the question to ask. You can build a website that's SEO forward. Uh, You can build a website that is like going to convert for Google AdWords. But I think you also, an equally important question in that is what do you want that patient to feel? Mm. Is it frustration because they've had to like input stuff into a form four four times? Or is it because they were two clicks away from making an appointment and they go, 
wow, that was easy. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Okay. So let me ask you personally, what do you want to feel? Yeah. Your dentist, like your people that you go visit, how does that work? Yeah. When it comes time to actually convert on a transaction, whether I'm ordering pizza on Friday night or whether I'm scheduling a healthcare appointment, yeah, I want it to be easy. I want it to be straightforward. Michael, you know, when you're on those like websites and it just feels like it's from like 1995 when you're trying to like, like the form that comes up, you're like, wait, what is this thing? It doesn't have autofill. Like you've got to type in everything. You know, you drop down like, like your country gets a drop down menu and it's in the United States is all the way at the bottom when 90% of your users are in the United States, you know, those types of things. And, And you go like, that's not that big of a deal. It just is, you know, like we're talking about as least amount of friction, as little time, convenience, friendliness as possible. Where do you see the drop off then? If you can give us like a, a number on that where it's like, okay, man, they almost made it to submit that form, but you lost them here. Yeah, that's a good question. I don't know that I have data on that. I think some of this and one of the things I wanted to talk about was really kind of the four, I think, convenience pieces of a website right now, kind of post COVID. And, and I think some of this to answer your question is because the first one is, is about online scheduling. Like I think we're just at a place now, like, man, you've got to have online scheduling on your site. And when you ask like, what's the drop off? I think if you're using a lot of these premier uh, partners out there, like local med, next health, you know, practice by number, some of these guys, I think they built really good user experiences into those apps. So, you know, I don't know that you're going to have that much of a problem, but if you're using a different one, I don't even know a good example right now, but here's one of the things I recommend, right? Like if you implement online scheduling, go through that process yourself and schedule yourself an appointment to see how it feels. I've seen so many practices implement things like this. And then they're like, well, I don't know. Like, I'm like, you're getting 18 texts within a 48 hour period of time. Is that what you wanted? Well, why? I didn't know that. I'm like, well, right. But like, put yourself through that process, tweak it, edit it, make sure it's saying what you want it to say, make sure it's doing what you want it to do. But, you know, online scheduling is huge. You're going to see an increase in your website effectiveness. Uh, you're going to see an increase in new patients. It's just all of these things now. Um, there's actually stats and, and reports out there that are saying online scheduling is actually reducing no-shows, which is everybody's argument. Like, oh, if, I, if I do online scheduling, no-shows are going to go up. On the whole, once you get that implemented and you build systems around that, no-shows go down, it saves staff time, you're going to get better insights into your data online, uh, and it's mobile accessible. People can make an appointment right on their mobile phone. So my first one there was, was online scheduling, get that implemented. Gotcha. Okay. I like that, that you mentioned you got to build systems around it because, you know, I mean, we always just thought like, yeah, you have that button on there and that's it. Yeah. Uh, but it's yeah. the, the follow-up process in the systems. Awesome. So what are the next stuff? Yeah. The, the next one is, is, I mean, there's, there's four of these really, but it's, it's implementing these integrations to make this a more friendly and convenient experience. The second one's chat, you know, adding a live chat feature, a dentistry IQ so that it can double the amount of website visitors scheduling an appointment. So you get this online schedule app, but if you add text, those online appointments go up twice as much. It's just facts from dentistry IQ. Uh, and I think, you know, 63% of millennials right now say that they prefer chat over phone calls. Again, that's just in the world we're in. If you have to pick up the phone to call an actual human, we feel like it's an inconvenience, you know, like, like, man, why, am I, why are they making me do that? So 
you know, I think implementing chat into your site, just making sure I'm not a fan of the automated chat bots. I still don't think they sound human. So I think you still got to have somebody like on that and monitoring it. But again, like we're talking about optimizing your website for that UX. If you have online scheduling, but you don't have chat, you're potentially leaving half of those conversions on the website. So I think that's Mm -hmm. an important piece. Okay. So chat and not so much like the AI chat is what you're saying, right? Like actually have somebody on there at 11 PM, like where it's like, Hey man, the beer bottle just broke my tooth. What do I do? (laughs) Or, or what are you thinking? Well, you can set up like hours around it, you know, and, and when people are available to monitor it and you can kind of turn it off and on for sure. Um, but yeah, you know, I mean, chat GPD as as good as it is. Um, I don't know that we're quite there yet for answering those, those questions. And, and plus I, people just have still an expectation that chat means there's another human there, um, mm-hmm. you know, responding to them. So I think that's a big one. You know, patient forms is my number three. And, and I'm bringing these up, man, because I'm actually not a partner. Like I don't partner with any of these companies. And we, we integrate, we've built integrations with all of them, you know, into our, our web experiences, but I'm not from Modento or local med or, yeah. you know, next help, like promoting it. I'm just going, no guys, these are really, really important tools that we see the analytics behind it. And it's huge. And so, you know, I think patient forms is the third one. Uh, you know, we're now it's like, it's tipped more than 50% of patients want online forms before they get to an appointment. Uh, nobody wants to sit there with the clipboard and fill stuff out. And then, you know, the other thing too is like what online forms are doing is it's really consolidating stuff into you filled it out one time. I don't know how many uh, healthcare appointments you've been to where it's like you answer the questions on the phone, then you get the form and you fill it out again. And each form has like your mailing address on it. You know, so like the new patient form, you got to like write out your whole mailing address. Then the health history form, you got to write out your mailing address yeah. again. And then the HIPAA form, you got to write out your mailing address a third time. And it's like, why are we, I get to the point where I'm, I'm so irritated writing out my mailing address. And so online forms reduce that. Uh, it improves accuracy. Again, like if your front office is just swamped, man, putting some of these efficiencies in place will help them a ton. Okay, gotcha. So patient forms online. Yep, yeah. And, and then the last one, man, was just reviews. Um, you know, and I know we all like know the importance of reviews now, but really just building that into your web experience. Again, it's that user, um, that UX first, seeing social proof, giving pa- your patients a chance to, you know, one to two clicks away from leaving a review as well. But yeah, the, I don't know. I don't really need to go into the, the importance of reviews. I think we're all there now in 2023. But Swell, BirdEye, these are both companies that do an amazing job with that. And um so, so I think as you're thinking through the UX of your site, the first question, big picture was, how do I create a easy, convenient, friendly user experience for my patients? Here are four tools I think will help you do that if implemented right. And then before we go here, I can talk about ADA compliance a little bit. Okay, yeah, man, let's, let's dive into that a little bit because I know, um, I think that's coming up a little bit more often now. I don't know, do you see that or... We do. Um, and, and just to be clear, when we're talking about ADA compliance, we're talking about American Disabilities Acts, not the American Dental Association. So it's really about, uh, we see it more in bigger cities and honestly, specifically San Francisco. So um, for what, and, and we've actually seen a little bit in Dallas too, uh, and maybe one in New York, but it's, I think it's what happens is it's where somebody else has a lawsuit brought against mm-hmm. them for their website not being ADA compliant. And then all the other dentists in the area freak out about it. And then we get like emails from our clients like, hey, are we ADA compliant? 
And so the, the question to that is there's really three levels of it that I want to give you. So ADA compliance is about making your website compliant for Americans with disabilities. And so that includes things like color, font size, the color of the font on the backgrounds, how big the buttons are, things like that to help you know, people with disabilities navigate a site. The truth is that is often at odds with the experience, the aesthetic experience, the brand experience we want to create with a website. Mm -hmm. And so uh, the quick answer is our websites, and, I think, and most people out there have done a base level job of creating a website that's ADA compliant. So we kind of go, here are the factors we think. We want the buttons to be a certain, you know, a size on a phone. We want it to scroll. When it comes to like, you know, you put text over a photo, is that ADA compliant? Probably not. You know, they want white text on a black background or white text on a dark blue background, something like that, so people can read it easy. So there's a couple solutions. And one of them, you can get an ADA widget that actually lives at the bottom of your site. You can click on it and then you can actually adjust anything you want. You can adjust colors, you can take the pictures out, you can increase the font sizes. So it gives your users the ability to come on and go, wow, this font size is way too small and increase it. Or mm. I'm having trouble reading that text over the photos. Let me take those out and replace them with solid backgrounds. So that's one option. The downside is they start messing around with this stuff and it, it makes your website look jacked up. I mean, we yeah. as a team, we were, we were messing around with some of these sites on a Monday morning uh, with this ADA compliant widget. And it's like, it, it can really, I mean, you want to laugh and have a good time. It can really make your website look <laughs> crazy. Yeah. So it, it's kind of, but that tends to, I think it's like 30 bucks a month. That tends to solve most people's issues. If you're in an area where you're just hyper aware of it, hypersensitive, you, you've got lawsuits happening left and right. Like if you're in San Francisco, I would tell you there's even a third level of working with uh, some of these agencies. They will custom design this, like they will take this widget and customize it for your site. So it's not just applying like blanket parameters. It's actually like increase the font. It increases the font in scale overall. So the website actually still looks nice and is functional. And they typically provide consultation and even legal protection. Typically, those packages are like 3500 But they again, they customize the ADA, uh, whatever parameters on your site. So your site still looks good if they have to adjust that. But it also offers some legal protection as well. Gotcha. Well, do you guys, the Studio 88, do that? Customize? We actually will provide that to our clients as a, um, if they get into that, we basically connect them with that company, with that agency. And and. Michael, I, I don't know it off the top of my head. I kind of, you know, we were chatting about this for a minute before the show and I was like, yeah, I can talk about it. I can send you who we work with. You can maybe put in the show notes. Yeah, that, yeah, that'd be awesome. That'd be, especially for our San Fran. Yeah. I don't know why it's only happening out there, but you know what I mean? Or Dallas you too, know, but. San Fran and California, I mean, it's a whole different world. I think when it comes to um, governing. Yeah. <laughs> so it's, they just tend to, to have different regulations than sometimes the rest of the country. Yeah, it's crazy, man. But awesome. So you're giving us a lot to think about, especially when it comes to pretty much just building systems to make it efficient, right? To make it more human with the chat feature, uh, patient forms, efficiency, and then the reviews. Obviously, reviews are super duper important no matter what, right? That's, the, that's that proof that you're talking about that we're going to need no matter what. And then um, building the systems around the online scheduling. Awesome, Josh, man. We really appreciate this. If anybody has any questions or they want to reach out to you, where can they find you? 
Man, best place for me, uh, if you want to hit me up at Instagram, uh, it's at Joshua Scott. I'm still in that account. Still check it. DM me. Tell me you heard the episode. I'll, I'll you know, shout you back. Uh, you can also visit us online at s8e8.com. That's the letter S, the number eight, the letter E, the number eight.com. And uh, you can reach out to us there as well. Awesome, man. And guys, check out Studio 88's websites. They're, uh, we were talking about this right before we got on and you guys are all about the user, right? User experience first, especially the design. Everybody, pretty much everybody listening right now kind of knows about like, okay, we've heard of Studio 88 and how elevated you guys are, right? So um, I highly recommend people, if they want, can they just schedule like a free, I don't know, like, hey man, check, check out my stuff. Can you, can you check it out for free? Oh yeah. Yeah, definitely. That's actually part of our kind of uh, initial consultative phone call is, just like going through like, what are you doing? Like what's working? What's not working? What, what's your budget been? You know, we look at the website, look at the SEO, kind of do an analysis so that we go into it. We, we actually can give advice to a lot of times what I tell people is I'm like, I hope you at least walk away with some advice on this phone call, whether or not you want to use us or not. Even if I'm a second opinion, you're like, this company's telling me X, Y, Z. And I'm like, yeah, uh, X, Y, Z is right. So, <laughs> you know, if you just need a second opinion on it, like we, we can do that as well. Yeah, Josh told us, yeah, so we're going to do it. <laughs> gotcha. Yeah. Awesome. So, guys, that's going to be in the show notes below. Definitely schedule your free comprehensive assessment um, and check it out. So, thank you so much, Josh, for being with me on this Monday morning marketing episode. Always a pleasure, man. 